0: You are listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show, brought to you by our friends at Ogeo.
1: Hey, welcome to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by Ogeo. I'm here in Minneapolis, Minnesota with Christian Craig, and I'm going to shadow you through your day of uh, your East Coast opener. (laughs) We're we're on the East Coast, not by choice.
2: Yeah, um, this all kind of got... Um, I was planning to ride west, but obviously, thumb injury held me back till now. But um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I would, I was gonna be lining up. But uh, with a lot of rehab and and stuff, it's a, uh, it's working out. So we're here, to ready to line up.
1: Yeah, it was just a little uh, tip over in a corner, right, and then you broke a bone that needed some surgery.
2: Yeah, at first I'm like, I thought I just jammed my thumb when I went to pick up my bike, and then. I looked down and I could see it was a little like mangled and I'm like, huh, oh, maybe it's just a little dislocated. So I even worked on it myself to get it back in place and it kept falling out of place. And I'm like, huh, oh, hopefully it's, you know, just the doctor can put it back in place and I'll be good. But I um, ended up having to get three pins in it and uh, it was only supposed to be four to six weeks and um, I think the ligaments around it also tore. And so that held me back even more. And, you know, at first I'm like, I'm going to have three weeks to get ready, which is plenty of time. And then it was two and then one and then, then it was days. literally two days before and I was still in pain and I still am, but um, it was enough to ride and hang on. So yeah, it's been crazy seven weeks or eight weeks now since I broke it. But um, I mean, my bike's in a good place. My head's in a good place. It's just my body I got to preserve and, and just move forward and try to get better each day.
1: And uh, I know that you were feeling really good on the bike uh, when that happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously the best I ever felt. Um, it was just like it was bike set up mentally physically everything was clicking um, I was confident in myself and that's that's huge for me is when, when I'm confident um, It's when stuff happens good for me so uh, you know it's just it's part of it these little injuries I'm lucky it wasn't worse and um, I'm able to line up here so um, you know I, I made east Coast and, and I've raced here a couple of times now so I know what to expect and I know how these tracks break down and how we gotta start jumping through the whoops throughout the day and um, the ruts and everything plays in so uh, luckily the track looks pretty simple here today and um, it'll almost suit my thumb better you know nothing too crazy where you're slamming into stuff landing on tabletops or big triples Um, it looks all simple just rhythm sections so um, yeah like I said I just gotta to get through each practice and um, I'll probably end up cutting each practice short just a little bit just to make sure my thumb stays in a good spot and then um, be ready for the night show.
1: Cool. Are you doing anything to uh, manage the pain like I know cortisone shots are helpful for that?
2: Yeah, the toward all shots um, is what they're allowed to give you and the Alpine Star Medical guys are, uh, they, know that I, they know that I have a hurt thumb so um, I went and got one this morning or After track walk and then I'm gonna get one before the night show so that helps with a little bit of the the pain obviously not a lot, but it takes away some of that edge and um, Obviously some Advil and then rehab in between each one as much as I can and uh, just hope for the best
1: So I know that you've had a couple Hand type injuries like the one that you had at Glen Helen Um, Is this the same hand?
2: No, so it was my other hand where I broke at Glen Helen and uh, This is my throttle hand now so pretty bummed because i feel like if it was the left it wouldn't have been as bad where now i have to kind of hang on harder to for the throttle but um tape and all that kind of works out well so uh, yeah like i said not a lot of prep time but i don't think that matters as long as i can hang on i'm in a good spot um you know i don't have to worry about my speed or my fitness i think yeah. all that's is on par you
1: know what the positive here is dude or you're not an atv racer <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we'll stay away from the ATVs. All right,
1: uh, so track walk's done, track looks good. You're going to go out for practice, we'll catch up to you after that.
2: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Okay, I'm with uh, Paige, Christian's wife. So we're here on the East Coast, it wasn't the original plan. It was uh, a broken bone in his hand that delayed things, so what were the emotions associated with the delay after being all set ran on?
3: Um, the emotions after he broke his thumb, it sucked, obviously, um, but then we were kind of told that he would be totally fine for the East Coast, like he would still have two to three weeks where he would feel very close to normal. So, I mean, the first day it sucked and then it kind of sucked like leading up to surgery because we just wanted it to be done. Um, but then once surgery was done, we were hopeful because they said it was only supposed to be four to six weeks and then, yeah, he literally didn't decide till Wednesday. Afternoon. after he rode that he was going to come. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I had to talk him off the deep end a couple times. <laughs> mm.
1: well, it, it's funny because there's some guys that can go their whole career and never get injured, and there are some guys that just seem to have bad luck or they, they get injured quite a bit. So, yeah, it's, it's just, was it a not again shit feeling when he broke his hand
3: yeah i definitely was like i don't even know if we're supposed to be here anymore but yeah. I, I mean all the stuff that he's done since he's came back from racing even if he never raced again i would say that it's 100 percent worth it mm-hmm. and we don't regret anything but yeah it does suck when he keeps getting these stupid little injuries yeah. mm-hmm. um but i don't know we've gotten better and matured more that just to believe that everything is happening for a reason and just to enjoy life regardless of what this career does to him
4: yeah
1: okay so christian is uh captain ADD, can't sit still what new habit or what new hobby did he pick up this time when he was hurt
3: he couldn't do anything and he no? was so we were both max he couldn't even do rc cars
5: and so oh, he was percent.
3: literally at the house with me and the kids constantly and i'm like of course he has to hurt something i mean we're blessed that it wasn't a big injury but he has to hurt something where he still can't like go and do something else um so no he literally i mean he just trained just because we literally thought that this wouldn't be as prolonged Mm -hmm. as it is um so yeah he just trained biked Mm -hmm. that's basically it (laughs) um and well i guess when he broke his thumb he took jagger riding a lot so that was fun
1: yeah how has that been having uh Having your little one out there on a dirt bike, that the same contraption that hurts husband all the
3: I'm actually it doesn't make me nervous at all. But yeah. I think it's because he's so like they're going so slow. Mm-hmm. So when he falls over, it's like the slowest thing ever. Yeah. And then he cries because he's mad that he fell. But he hasn't had a time where he like scared me yet. So that's good. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, let's hope for the best today.
3: Thank you.
6: For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the SWAT Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barja, and myself, Adam Ciantrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. All
1: right, Christian. Uh, you guys just had your first practice session. How did the thumb feel? How's the track? How'd you feel?
2: Uh, bike was good. I felt good. Uh, thumb, it's on another level. Uh, <laughs> another level of pain? Of pain, yeah, but it's just something I have to manage. Um, it's going to hurt no matter what, and it's going to hurt for a couple weeks until I get back to used to riding and, and, uh, the thumb gets used to hanging on new bars, but, um, practice was good. I threw down a couple of good laps. I cut it short. That was my plan. I have a plan all day to, to preserve my thumb, obviously, like I said earlier. And then, um, I'm going to do my, my sprint laps right away, try to get a good time and then, and pull it in. And, uh, yeah, I have, um, this magnet that Dr. G brought and just use that as much as I can in between every practice. And, um, yeah, like I said, this is going to be a hard day on me and my thumb and, and trying to get through this. But, um, you know, if I want to be in title contention, I have to get as many points as I can and just get better every week. So that's, that's the plan. Yeah.
1: So I know that sometimes if you're guarding something that's injured, it affects other parts of your body. Like, is your, is your thumb making you ride tight or make your arms move or anything?
2: It's funny because usually it's like I wouldn't want the whoops to break down. <laughs> and I'm always, like, the best in the whoops. And right now, I'm like, I need the whoops to kind of break down so I can jump, jump through them. That's one of the main parts is what hurts me is blitzing the whoops. So uh, one of my strengths is obviously taken away. But um, other than that, it's, it's kind of just landing off some big jumps. And if I barely over jump something or I case something, that's where it kind of triggers it. But um, as long as I stay smooth and, like, precise, uh, it's it's fine. You know. So. Is,
1: is it the impact pushing back towards your body that hurts?
2: Yeah, it's that. And then... Um, it almost goes into my wrist because of the way I'm holding on to stuff, um, the pain. So uh, I think I'm just like I'm using other body parts to compensate right now. And I feel it throughout the time. Is like I'll feel shoulder pain. I'm like, I wonder why I'm having shoulder pain. And it's because I'm hanging on different. It's because I'm squeezing differently with my fingers. So um, I'm just trying to do whatever I can and get through this day. And, and um, I know I have the speed. So once this thumb gets healthy, it's, it's all about um, winning, you know, and, and trying to be up front.
1: Um, I know that was like free practice, but time-wise, did you throw any heaters down, and where do you stand?
2: I threw one heater down, and I was stuck behind someone, but um, I was like 8th or ninth, 2 seconds off, but um, I'm not looking at times. I think uh, in the past, that's what I I focused on too much, and it doesn't really matter when the gate drops. Uh, Everybody's mentality changes or um, when it's race time, so uh, obviously I'll check it out and see what I can do better with, but other than that, I'm just focused on... Into the night
1: yeah uh the the shot you got did that help or, or is it possible to even tell that
2: it takes the edge away but it's nothing like what people would think like you're like oh you got a shot you know it's like you should be feeling fine but it's not yeah. it takes the edge off but it, at the end of the day it's it's almost like a strong strong advil <laughs> so yeah. um it does help but not as, as much as i would hope so um I'm just doing everything I can to manage this and, and get through the night, like I said.
1: So some injuries the doctors will tell you, um, you know, the the pain isn't indicative of damaging it more. Um, like, have you been told that, like, you're just going to have pain because it's healing? Like, can you be, is the pain from hurting it more or is it is it all healed up?
2: No, it's not fully healed. You can still see a break, but it's more of the muscles around it that are healing. Also, ligaments that are still healing, Um, I think that's all the pain that is bugging me, so um, I mean, I've I've tested it out plenty from mountain bikes and riding and and the thumb stays in place, you know, there's no movement with bone or anything, so um, I think it's more of just getting used to it, so um, yeah, I mean, the thumb is pretty set in place and healing, but it's still got a long ways to go, so um, I wish it would heal a little bit quicker but that's what i got to deal with.
1: Okay, changing subjects a little bit here uh, is this the first race you've been away from, uh, both of the kids?
2: <laughs> well, they're actually here. They're with the family. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, they're with the family. They're coming tonight, but, um, next week will be, actually, so, uh, yeah, it's different. This is kind of Lennon's, our little one's, uh, first supercross She's coming to tonight, so, um, oh, nice. gotta, dad's gotta make her proud, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool to have them here, obviously, but the long flights across back east is gonna be tough, so, uh, just be me and Paige on those ones but uh, they love it when they can come
1: so did you buy the little uh the little headphones a little earmuff headphone type things which ones you know the the sound deadening headphones like the
2: what for the y- flight no
1: no no for the, the the bike noise
2: oh no oh for for the kids yeah, yeah. so they have those um jaggers had them for a couple years now, and then we just use Jagger's hand-me-downs for Lennon, so (laughs) uh, it almost puts them to sleep, so it's a nice little calming calming trick we do.
4: All
1: right, man, good luck in the next session.
4: Thank
1: you. Ogeo has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never-seen-before features, like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear, and more, the Ogeo 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com. I'm right, with uh, team owner Jeff Beyshak, who's also Christian's father-in-law. How tough is it to be, well, it's obviously a tough job to be the team owner, but then when you see your your daughter's husband get hurt and set back and stuff, is that a, is that a whole new dimension to it?
7: I, I guess it is, but you know, it's like over the years I've been doing this so long, it's like I feel like over the... Twenty years of it involved it's like you adopt all these kids you know so um yeah the injury sucks and you know is it true when it's your son-in-law is it is it another yet another level of course it is but um it's brutal just you know what what the sport can do and and, uh, you get close to these kids and they all they all like extended family
1: yeah so uh fortunately it was an injury where he was able to rebound from preparing for anaheim and west coast to being here in Minneapolis for East Coast, uh, he's got a few days of riding. One day of Supercross. What are your thoughts and expectations for Christian?
7: I, I don't worry about his like losing his uh, skills. You know, he's one thing I guess everybody sees on him is he's got his skills. So I think he, um, you know, I think he's managing the pain right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he's gonna be just fine. He'll be safe. He's not, a, he's not somebody that's gonna go be stupid. So I mm-hmm. think he's gonna take his, I think he's worried more about fatigue than anything right now on it. So I think he's gonna try to turn f- as few laps as possible in qualifying and try to save the thumb as much as he can. But I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's, we're gonna see him at his best, but he'll be fine. So this is, uh,
1: this is the hometown race for you, right?
7: Yeah. How, you do, you li- how do you? How do oh you? How God. do you live in this stuff? Um, keep a track. You're like you're like number three hundred and fifty today. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's maybe it's a way of keeping all the you know everybody away. But. Um, no, this is it's crazy. Like last year we got our we got our butts kicked with that storm mm-hmm. which in my history of living here, which has been my whole life, I that was like I think it went down hit like the third worst storm oh, in okay. our history. Yeah. Last year. And then this year we get hit with this another polar vortex. So uh-huh. I mean it's funny. I just looked at my phone. And I think in 48 hours, it's warming up 40 degrees. It's going to be 25 degrees, and it was 38. Actually, it was like 42 degrees last Sunday. So I'm not sure what this circ. When this circus comes to town, it brings in some gnarly weather.
1: Yeah. Out of curiosity, so your uh, your main business is construction, correct?
7: Yeah, I have really two things. I do land development, and then I do. Uh, I own. Uh, I'm a Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness franchisee, so I got about forty uh, Planet Fitnesses.
1: Okay, so in the construction game, you obviously can't work in this type of weather. So is it a seasonal business?
7: No, it's they. Uh, I mean, when it gets really, really cold, uh, yeah, they don't. They, have, you know, when it's below zero, mm-hmm. but they're pouring basements. They're pouring. I mean, really? they're yeah. It's there's really not a there's very few days that they really lose. Okay. I mean, you have to. Otherwise, like you would write off three, four months of the year. So, it's more costly. You know, you're spending a lot of more money building in this time of the season. But uh, no, it it continues. Hey, thank you, Jeff. Awesome, thanks.
1: Hey, Doc G. uh, I see you putting tape on Christian's hand, but is it a? Am
5: I allowed to (laughs) fade? Okay, just making sure. Okay,
1: so Doc G, you're taping up Christian's hand. Tell me about the recovery process. And uh, so, the main is-
5: uh, kid's a stud, um, in reality, you know, he hasn't had much time on the bike because of the healing rate of this thing, we've tried to accelerate it as much as we can, um, but reality is reality and sometimes bones just need to heal, so we're going to tape it up and give it as much support as we can and let's see what we can do for today.
1: So, uh, bone stem, your crazy magnet thing, what, what sort of things did you do to help aid the healing
5: process. Did a little power dot, the magnet, uh, did hyperbaric chamber, Um, I mean, no stops. You know, you gotta do whatever you can do to get this thing to heal, so, in a natural way. So, without just getting bone glue and gluing it back together, that's about all we could do. So, um, it did accelerate it, you know, through x-rays and stuff, and I wouldn't let him race if I thought it was unsafe, but uh, we're gonna do what we can do, that's what motorcycle racing's all about.
1: So, uh, is there a certain taping style you're, uh, doing on this? Like, is there support bands?
5: Yeah, we're just trying to make sure that the thing doesn't get pulled backwards, um, and give it as much support as we can, you know, landing off of jumps. That's kind of where he's been feeling the most uncomfortable. So we're trying to wrap it so it doesn't bend backwards or pull forwards and, uh, and, uh, we'll see what we can do. We've tested it out a little bit during the week and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's going he's going to be in pain no matter what, so we're just going to try and alleviate as much uh, of the pain as we can by taping it and supporting it up. Thanks. You're welcome.
0: In the first timed qualifying session, Christian only circulated the track a few times but clocked the eighth fastest time before pulling in to save his thumb.
1: All right, Christian, the first timed session, I'm not sure how you did, but uh, I saw you pull off a little early as strategy, uh dictated you know you're gonna you're gonna save your hand but uh, how did you feel out there
2: yeah um, that's kind of the plan all day is to <clears throat> pull off just a little bit early I think I once I get the track down in my timing I'm good you know it's it's practice so I felt like I got a couple good times and then um, called it so after like six minutes so I mean I didn't cut it that short but enough to keep nagging my hand you know I, those minutes will add up but I was eighth overall which I mean, I could always be better than that. I, I'd love to be in the top three, but um, for one day on the bike, I can't complain. And and I know every time I go out, it's, it's going to get better, too. So uh, just trying to look at the positive of everything and know that, you know, I'm kind of at my worst with my thumb right now, and I know it's, it's going to keep getting better each week. So I just got to stay positive.
1: Yeah. All right, so there's one more session. Track's breaking down. <laughs> If the whoops turn into jumpers, I mean, it should be even better for you.
2: Huh? <laughs> I already turned them into jumpers. <laughs> I uh, I saw someone hit him and practice for me, and then I'm like, I think I can go three, 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 and I blitz one lap, and then I started to jump, and I'm like, all right, that's what I'm doing all night. But, uh, yeah, so um, jumping I'm fine with, especially with, with the situation I'm in right now. And uh, just, uh, yeah, keep going. You got another practice, and then head into the night show. Yeah.
1: So going into the next practice, I mean, Will the track slow down? So, I mean, do you think you're pretty much set at eight at best, or do you think you can pull it off better?
2: Usually, if you look in the past, it's uh, last practice is always faster. Oh, it is. Um, I think they have they have two hours right now to, to fix the track and see where it's kind of falling apart, and they'll fix that those parts. But usually it's this last practice, so um, I'm just going to do what I did on that first one and do, a couple, do three laps right away, get a good flow, and then just try to hammer out a lap and, to where I think I'm in a good spot and then call it and, and get ready for the night show.
1: All right, when well, I was talking to Mookie a while back, he told me that he's actually scared of whoops and he hates them, but that's where he was always killing it. So that you're you're sense. one of those guys that like kills it in whoops. Obviously, I would assume you like them, but like, why are you so good at them?
2: I think it's um, a lot of people are scared of them and I, I'm full opposite. The bigger, the better for me. Uh, I think it's entry speed. So it's when you carry your entry speed coming in, it's easier to stay on top, and that's what I've always been good at. And so they're like, "How do you go so fast?" You know, I'm trying to like get my speed up. I'm like, "You're are losing it right away." You know, you got to come in fast, and then you're gonna get slower because you're blitzing. But as long as you come in fast, you're good. So that's one of my strengths, obviously. in, in the coming weeks, hopefully, there's some bigger loops. But tonight, it's gonna it's gonna you know. Uh, break down to where they're jumpers and just go three, three, three. 3 3 so um, I'm fine with that tonight.
1: Do you think your, your height helps you with that?
2: <clears throat> I think yeah, I have more leverage with my legs um, so that helps also too but there are some short guys that can hit whoops really good mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, it's all about your confidence in them. I think that's the biggest thing and then you kind of can bring your technique and then from then on, it, you know it's all about how you come into them
4: yeah.
1: Hey, what gear do you go through whoops in? Are you in 5th or
2: 4th? Fourth, fourth gear, um, it's very rare that you're in fifth, but that's a lot of people get mistaken, too, is <clears throat> they'll come in in third and be like, yeah, I'm revving out, and I'm like, well, what gear are you in? You're third, I'm like, you got to be in fourth. You know, it sucks being first, like, when you're in fourth coming around the corner because you're lugging, but by the time you get in them, you're revving. So um, always fourth and very rarely fifth, and that's when they're really cupped out. That where you're, You just need to lug it through it. So. Uh, yeah fourth gear is main, main gear
1: so you got the magnet ticking away on your hand is it just Doc G's magnet or do you understand the technology behind it and what it's doing
2: no I've, I've used this thing way too much um, I've been with G for a couple of years now and he always has this thing sitting around and um, I've been doing this for rehab also at his at his place and so I had him bring it this weekend and it's just to keep the swelling down and keep blood flow going so mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm nagging my thumb every time I ride, and I know it's just going to swell and swell, and so I'm trying to keep that as minimum as possible.
1: You could just run outside and put your hand in the snow.
2: That's good. I mean, I (laughs) could heat it up and then go outside real quick for five minutes, and just keep doing the hot-cold therapy. That would work. Nice.
1: All right, dude. Good luck in the next one.
2: Thanks. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order.
0: Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop.
1: I'm here with John Yamata from Kayaba KYB. Um, so Christian has only been riding a couple days and one day on a supercross track. Would you say his bike setup was done before he broke his hand or his thumb or? was that one day full of some testing?
4: Yeah, luckily we had a lot of history with Craig, and uh, he had his settings that uh, were left from last year, and we had a good baseline, we had a good start point for him to run, and uh, unfortunately when he got hurt, we were able to just transfer that over to his new bike, and then, uh, fortunately, he had some of his uh, fellow teammates that were able to break in his race suspension. So um, he's actually good to go and he's, he's set up good. Cool.
1: And uh, what, uh, what's the uh, suspension package on Craig's bike?
4: Uh, Craig is riding a standard adjuster AOS KY, KYB spring fork.
1: Okay. So is there stuff like considered uh, kit, kit suspension? Um, or is it works, though?
4: Well, they are technically uh, kit suspension level uh, with little dustings of works parts. Okay.
1: And uh, how about Christian? I mean, he's a tall guy, puts a lot of leverage on the bike. I would assume he's, uh, his shock's pretty stiff.
4: Correct. Christian actually has the most damping uh, out of all the FC crew.
1: Damping, compression damping?
4: Correct. Yes. Okay. He has the most hold up.
1: How is he as a tester?
4: Oh, he's really good. Like, he's um, so smooth that um, he really knows what he wants. Uh, He likes good holdup. And as long as uh, you give it to him, he's happy. Cool.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, John.
4: Absolutely. Hey, guys, Hunter Lawrence here.
8: Lately, I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my Intense Primer. And the thing's badass for how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they they just brought out a new Taser e-bike which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So, Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys.
0: Although he was quicker the second time out, so was everyone else, and Christian ended up 12th fastest in overall timed qualifying.
1: Second time practice is over. Where does it stand? Where are you at?
2: Um, a little bit worse that one. Uh, 12th overall, but my thumb was. Um, in a pretty bad spot that time I think the first two practices kind of wore on it finally Um, I was kind of getting my hopes up in that second one I thought I was gonna slowly get better but it's kind of got worse so um I need to really try to rest it until this heat race and then the main but I mean it's hard not to get down on myself right now when I'm sitting 12th and then and then know where I should be yeah so I'm trying to stay positive but
1: well you're not 100% so I know
2: but when you go to your race, you still want to do good no matter what. Even if I have a hurt thumb, still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still gonna give it my all, and you know, see what we'll see what I can come out with. But 15 minutes is gonna be a long time on that on the thumb, so um, I just gotta try to do what I can to manage it. Are you
1: gonna get another uh, injection before the race?
2: Yeah, so they'll give me the other half of what they. Can give you in a full day. Uh, I'm going to wait till like an hour before the heat race and then take some Tylenol and just hope for the best. Yeah.
1: All right. So, the, right now, I see you geared up in your cold weather snow gear. You're going to venture outside the stadium and go get dinner?
2: We're going to go to the rig, which is pretty, it's not, it's actually close, but it seems really far in the cold. So, <sighs> we're making the trip. I've been stuck in the stadium way too long. So, it's time to go relax in
5: the rig and, and lay down for a little bit.
1: Okay. We'll catch you before the heat.
5: Okay. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more
1: you don't like uh cole's kombuchas
2: i mean if they want to sponsor me i'm all for it but <laughs> <laughs> no i've tried it once a long time ago and it was bad like it tastes like alcohol to me which i don't like alcohol either but i don't know maybe there's different flavors now but that yeah. was a long time ago
1: so when cole was telling me about it i I bought one at the gas station near Roy's and I bought, oh, pomegranate. I like pomegranates and I I took it to Roy's and I tasted it and I literally spit it out on the floor (laughs) in Mike's shop. But it tasted like socks, right? It tasted like rotten socks, but it was expired, the one I had. So I took it back and I got the apple one and the apple one was good.
2: Okay, so I have to go for apple. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, it was rough, but... Whatever, he likes it. It's all for him.
1: All right, so you just went back to the truck, chilled out a little bit. Did you get some dinner?
2: Yeah, we got some uh, Cadoba that was catered to the Honda rig. And just got a little bowl of chicken and steak and some rice. And now we're back here in the craziness chilling. Yeah. Uh, still got like a little over an hour till I race. Heat one. And then, um, yeah, just still. I'm going to go back and get another injection um, in a little bit to. Um, hopefully ease the pain a little bit yeah
1: i didn't see you eat during the day what did what did you eat for lunch
2: um yeah i guess i missed kind of lunch but i had like a it's had called a bar. A, yeah it's like a, a pro bar i'm pretty sure it's called it's like a meal bar pretty much yeah. it's got a lot of stuff into it um in between practices it's hard to have meals just cuz you're ba- out and back and forth so much so i try to just wait until we have a big break to eat a, like you know a decent amount so i'll just snack until then and then yeah so pretty much I don't eat a ton on race day but yeah. uh, keep it easy
1: how cold was it outside when you just walked to the semi
2: it's freezing dude, I mean you got, got no socks freezing. on dude I know I, I dressed way bad but I figured we're gonna be inside all day which we were yeah. so it's literally I've been outside for a total of like five minutes so uh, it's rough but luckily we are in a dome and we don't have to deal with that crap yeah.
1: Hey, are you gonna get to see the kids anytime tonight before the race
2: uh no uh they're gonna go straight to their seats from grandma with grandma so yeah. I could have ran up there but I don't want to you know risk missing my warm up or something so yeah. I'll see them after the race uh, they'll be watching though so that's cool all
1: right so you went back to the truck did you get a pep talk and feel better about your 12th place you're kind of down <laughs> about an hour ago
2: yeah after seeing that it, it pisses you off especially when you know you should be in the top three or five. Or just you know fighting for the top spot um, so it's it's I've never had to do this before i um, coming with an injury like this and just push through it so this is all all new to me and I'm just learning and um, you know now I, I'm gonna know how my body's gonna react to all this all this stuff but I mean we have to do this stuff this is we're, we're hired to race and um, you know it's part of it
1: yeah. You'll do fine, do you will do it?
2: Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team and I just wanted to give a shout out to Throttle Syndicate, Um, it's a new name, but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years, we've been with them since the very beginning in 1991 and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do, we're really proud to have them involved and hopefully they have a good year.
0: Visit ThrottleSyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits, gripper seat covers, sticker kits and more. Use promo code SWATMODEL LIVE at checkout for a 20% discount off
3: your order.
1: Alright, I'm here with Dan Bentley, team manager of the Geico Honda team and we have a, uh, a wounded rider trying to salvage some points for the overall championship and uh, Christian Craig's coming in with a freshly healed thumb. Um, what are your thoughts about the situation and what do you hope to see him achieve tonight?
9: You know, I, I honestly, I'd be happy with a top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian has so much God-given talent yeah. that, you know, he can pretty much ride around out there and probably get 10. It's yeah. just tr- him trying to, you know, survive the, the pain and making sure it doesn't cause anything additional, meaning, yeah. you know, he can't hold Injured. on or in, in injuries or crashes because of that. We don't want that to happen. But I think he can uh, survive the day and um, get through it and then, you know, fight again next week.
1: Okay, so on the team, Christian is, you know, he's a seasoned veteran racer, yes. right? Um, does he hold any, in your mind, does he hold any kind of a leadership role in providing any guidance to the younger guys?
9: Uh, I don't feel like it's written that way, but, yeah, Christian, but Christian takes on that role, I mm-hmm. think somewhat himself, yeah. and I think um, when some of the other riders come to him for advice, he's always there welcome and welcomes, uh, you know, gives them comments and uh-huh and helps them with suggestions so yeah he does play that role and he does a
1: good job at it okay. so uh he's been he was slated for west rode his thumb came back rode like basically one day mm-hmm. um, was his bike completely set up did someone else help develop things while he was injured or is he just so
9: we had a setting um it was it was kind of a different setup that were, we're you know been used to a little bit mm-hmm. he really liked it it looked good I think he rode one additional day and boom, he got hurt. So oh. we f- were planning on coming to the race with this setting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just unfortunate that he was injured. So it's basically been sitting in the corner collecting dust and, and waiting for him to come back, so. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Chris is one of the, you know, as we said, one of the most talented riders. For sure. He rides with such little, it appears such mm-hmm. little effort. What is the ingredient that he needs to break through and win, is it, is it confidence?
9: I think it's confidence, I think he has to believe in himself and believe that he has that, that talent mm-hmm. and, and um, that's really the only thing I see lacking in him Yeah. you know, the guys that seem to, or at least the guys that I've been around the sport and that have risen to the top have that cockiness about them mm-hmm. and that's they're self-assured and I think you just need to believe in that yeah.
10: Right. Cool.
1: alright, well hey, thank yeah. you for your time yep. alright, I'm uh, joined by Christian Kibbe and you are the uh, team engine tuner, correct?
10: Um, yeah, I guess R&D director is R&D director. the title.
1: So, uh, the 2019 CRF250R, uh, you know, for the media, it was pretty late. And I think you guys got it pretty late as well, right? But uh, there were some some changes. Not as significant as I thought for as late as it was debuted to the public, but uh, how different is this bike from last?
10: Um, so, yeah, we received the complete motorcycle a little bit late as well, but we were privy, kind of early on, as to what the major change parts were um, and which ones were kind of significant um, and, you know, more, um, going to have more of an effect for us to utilise. So, it's, it's not so much those parts necessarily, but it's also the fact that we just have 12 more months working with this platform um, coming into Supercross. And we knew what our weak links were in Supercross last year and we knew what we wanted to focus on. Um, and we are able to have a lot of um, preparation time leading into that. Like, e- even behind the scenes in outdoors, we were building up with the pieces that we wanted to test, what we had a gut feel that we needed to implement coming into 2019 Supercross. Um, some of those 19 production parts, like the new 19 cylinder head, um, it still achieves um, really good peak power but it's um, it's basically smaller volume exhaust port which helped with response and mid-range and low-end um, so we're working with that cylinder head um, so that allowed us to come up with a better supercross package yeah. Um, but yeah then there's a bunch of other parts that weren't really um, you know what we were doing is far beyond what they released with yeah. the stock bike
1: um, With Christian being a little bit of a larger rider. Does he just want all the power that you could give
10: him? Honestly, it's kind of one of the beauties with the 250 class that it's kind of, for the most part, more is more. Yeah, yeah you, you're you going to tailor it a little bit, but it's not so much where you're finessing it and dialing really the power delivery like a 450. At the end of the day, the 250 class, it's still like a small bore race class that you still just got to wring its neck and more is more. Okay.
1: So, how... How many hours could you, in theory, put on this bike, being as built as it is, before you'd have to start worrying about it? I mean, I know you guys rebuild it every every race, but...
10: Well, our practice bikes are the same specification as our race bike, Mm -hmm. and we service the practice bike every 15 hours, but that being said, there's only a couple of key parts, like rings and bearings, that Mm -hmm. really need the change even at 15 hours. So, you know, even 30 to 60 hours, you know, some parts are high, You know, totally capable of going. Yeah. Um, you know, the further and deeper you get into that, you're kind of just rolling the dice. And with these guys' safety, there's just no need to roll the dice. Um, you know, and with a good budget, with you know big sponsors like Geico behind us, we're able to keep these things in fresher condition and not even flirt with disaster.
1: Yeah. Cool. Hey, thank you very much for your time. No problem. So I'm with uh, Christian's new mechanic for 2019, Ricky Rock. Um, Ricky, where did you uh, come from? Did you Were you working for another rider on the team? or?
8: Yeah, so last year and the year previous, I was working with Joe Shimoda. And oh. then last year I was also working with Carson Mumford at the same time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we were doing the amateur program for those couple of years. Before that, I was with uh, Jordan Smith. But four years on this team and helping Christian out now. Cool,
1: cool. So were you uh, – were you – did they just say, "Hey, you're assigned to Christian Craig this year," or was it like, "Did you get asked if you
8: wanted to do it?" Uh, yeah, I I guess Christian kind of asked if I wanted to do it, and obviously I jumped at the chance. So, yeah.
1: so uh, exotic locations like Frozen Minneapolis is better than Loretta Lynn's in the middle of summer.
8: It's it's <laughs> fun. It's uh, it is cold. It's really cold right now. Um, we've gone to Europe. And it was just about this cold. Um, New Zealand. You know, it's just a different animal. I, I like it. It's racing.
1: Cool, cool. So is this your first season on, like, the Pro Tour
8: then? No, no, no. In 16, I was with Smitty. So oh, okay, we did okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Supercross and Outdoors. And okay. yeah,
1: Nice. So what's it like to work with Christian? Pretty easy guy to work for?
8: Yeah, Christian's a, a really easy guy to work with, you know. That's basically it. He's a... Uh, knows what he likes you know he's not that finicky over things and he's not not a headache really so Mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome
1: what'd you say he's the most particular about with his bike
8: um you know we're messing around with controls and lever angles a lot you know the bars have to be really precise so i i try to nail it i got my little uh protractor angle finder but you know that's serious we're all we're always changing okay so
1: he's got a pro taper bar on what bar bend is that?
8: Uh, we go with a, um, what is it, Suzuki Race.
1: Suzuki Race. Is he plus or minus the zero?
8: Uh, he plus or minus the oh, zero. Is he
1: forward? Is it rotated oh, forward from, from zero? Or? He's a, he's pretty
8: neutral. Pretty neutral. Is it yeah. right at zero? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I was just wondering because you said you had a protractor out.
8: Oh, yeah. No, they just got to be right on. I have a... I put a little center dot in there, okay. so I can line it up.
1: Does he have anything strange, like uh, is one of his levers higher than the other? or What's the kookiest thing about his setup preference?
8: His levers are pretty even. If I had to measure them right now, I would say they're about one degree difference of a whole 360 degrees, so oh. they're they're straight up almost the same.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I heard you saying something about changing his grip to help his thumb. Yes. Uh, what did you do tonight?
8: Yeah, so right now he is working with a little thumb issue. So what we did was we put a uh, clutch side grip, which has a thicker wall, and we put it on the um, throttle side. So Stretched it it over. Yeah, beefed it up a little bit. Nice. That's for a little extra padding for his thumb then? A little extra padding, a little more um, something bigger to hold on to.
1: Yeah, it's probably easier on an injured hand told something bigger than smaller?
8: Yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can look at it like that. Uh, so he can just relax his hand a little better.
1: All right, so then uh, I think it's always cool when you see the, the road race tire warmers on a motocross bike, but obviously I think it's probably necessary here because it's so dang cold. Rubber gets hard.
8: Yeah, it's really dang cold, so we're doing whatever we can to get uh, get the most traction out of these Dunlops.
1: Mm-hmm. When, uh, when the tart warmer came off i put my hand on it earlier and i was really surprised at actually how warm it was yeah can a tire get too warm you think and get too soft
8: i feel like there is a point where it you know might do some damage or it might be a crossover point but uh these tire warmers are probably far from that
1: yeah oh he's checking out he's checking out the (laughs) thicker (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, he was obviously going for Anaheim 1, got injured, uh, came back and he's ridden one day, but like, was the bike pretty dialed for him already before he was hurt?
8: Yeah, we did a lot of testing before he actually got hurt, and then we were actually just settling into the bike and doing our sprint laps, and he, it was just one of those things, he got hurt. It was kind of a freak accident, so... But, yeah, the bike's settled. You know, he likes the way it feels. It looks good out there, so we're not really touching too much on it.
1: Cool. When you're, uh, when you're watching him, can you watch the way he's riding and watch the way the bike's working and kind of figure out, oh, hey, you got not enough rebound, too much rebound? or
8: I like to think I can.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you ever offer your insight and he confirms it?
8: Yeah, yeah. You know, normally I won't offer what I see. Sometimes I'll just ask questions and see what kind of feedback I can get. Uh-huh. I never want to, you know, lead their answer on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's usually just questions, and then we go from there. Cool.
1: Well, hey, man. It's, uh, it was great getting some insight from me. Thanks for talking with us.
8: Yeah, thank you.
0: A crash at the start of the heat race left Christian playing catch-up from the get-go. Thankfully, he didn't further injure his thumb in the incident, and he was able to catch back up to seventh and transfer straight into the main event.
1: All right, Christian, uh, you made it out of the heat. It was, it was a little questionable for a little while. What happened at the start?
2: Yeah, um, not a good start. I was like mid-pack, and then uh, one of the turns I went to tuck inside, and <laughs> the rider behind me didn't think I was going to do that or something, and uh pile drove me from behind, didn't see it coming. Um, you know, it's just one of those racing things, and literally I started dead last, got back up, and I'm like, all right, here yeah. we go. I wanna, I'm not going to the LCQ, so... Um, just work my way through the pack actually rode really good um made some good passes and and some found some good race lines too which you don't ever want to have to do that but in the same time you learn a lot so mm-hmm. uh, we're in seventh almost sixth in the last corner but um it's all for gate pick anyways but either way i just gotta get a good start and uh just ride like i know how and um 15 minutes and then we can uh rest this thumb
1: yeah <laughs> so uh you came through the pack really fast. I mean, you know, sometimes when, uh, when you have a bad first lap like that and you're coming back, you're just pissed. And coming through, like, did you kind of forget about your hand?
2: I did, and that's what a couple of people said. They're like, you know what, for, like, the first four laps, you look, like you look normal, like you weren't riding a little cautious like you were all day. Uh-huh. And it made sense. You know, I, I was so focused on just getting to the top nine that I just forgot about anything else, and that's what I needed to do in the main too. So
1: I, I zoomed in on a photo I shot of you on the first lap. And your eyes are so... You had the pissed off look on your face. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm going to have to take a look at that. But yeah, I was furious for the first couple of laps. I was so, just like, top nine, top nine, top nine. <laughs> yeah. So
1: when the guy like packed into the back of you, did it yank the, did it hurt your hand at all, basically? Did it yank the bars out of
2: No, you? it was all from behind. So um, it just threw the bike off from under me. And then yeah. it was fine. Nothing crazy. I just kind of fell back on my butt. But uh, yeah, thumb's good. We're in a good spot. And uh, we're in the main... <laughs>
1: so after the finish line was like oh my hand hurts or was it just the adrenaline kept going how does it feel now
2: it's sore now and i felt it the last three laps it got more tired and tired and this is the longest i've taken it so far so whatever i do next like the main event that's gonna be the longest i've ridden in eight weeks so uh, like i said good position and just stay up there as long as i can yeah
1: it's uh it's a different mindset racing than practicing qualifying, isn't it?
2: Oh, way different. And, and I knew that going in. Like I qualified twelfth, and I wasn't too pumped. But I just got to remember, it's just for gate pick, and, and I'm a better racer. So, um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> seventh isn't isn't what I wanted, but I had the speed. So, yeah. um, I have the speed to run up front. It's just uh, how long will this thumb this thumb last is the thing. Yeah.
1: Have you looked at times like? Where where did you stand, and if it was just based on times?
2: Uh, I think I was fourth fastest in my uh, in my heat, but I don't know what I was overall. Um, I think better than twelfth, hope so. Uh, but yeah, all around I felt good. Bike feels good, so good looking the, forward to it. Good
1: to get the jitters out of the way from the first yeah, first Yeah, that's off.
2: a big that's a long wait we've had to do. So um, just leading up to it, so much going on. And, so much question mark, and uh, once that gate drops, it all changes, and you kind of know where you fit in. Good luck in the main. Thanks.
1: Okay, I'm with uh, Connor Fields, and uh, Connor, we actually met at breakfast with Christian one day in Corona. Um, At breakfast, you know, I was just, oh, nice guy, one of Christian's friends, and I (laughs) found out later, you're Olympic uh, gold medalist in BMX, correct? So, uh, fill me in a little bit.
6: Uh, yeah, so I've been racing since I was a kid. Um, just like a lot of guys here, the motocross races, they start riding BMX, but my mm-hmm. parents never allowed me to get a motorcycle. Get motor. <laughs> yeah, they said, ah, no, you know, you're going to ride BMX, it's safer. You know, you know, jokes on them, I still had plenty of injuries in BMX, but uh, yeah, so I ended up doing that, and then when I was about um, 12, they announced they were going to put it into the Olympics, uh-huh. so um at that point that became the dream and uh, so far I've been to two Olympics
1: nice yep. what is what is it like I mean I, I know these guys have the motocross nations and everything but it's not the Olympics you yeah. know what I mean what is it like to represent your, your country at the Olympics
6: it, it, it's a question I get asked a lot and it's hard to answer um, it's it's an amazing thing to feel when you w- pull a jersey on and it says USA and it says United States Olympic Team and you do the, the ceremony and you walk out in and you're around people from all over the world and yeah. You look to your left and there's Michael Phelps. You look on the right, and, you know, and there's, I mean, I met, you know, some of the Andy, Andy um, like the British tennis player. I don't even know his yeah. name. I knew who he was and kind of starstruck and all that. So it was pretty cool. It's an amazing feeling.
1: Nice, nice. So uh, Paige just filled me in that you're, you're doing some mental coaching with Christian. Um, oddly enough, I just was talking with Danny Bentley, his team manager. I'm all, Christian is like arguably the most talented guy in this whole stadium right now. And I said, like, what's the missing ingredient, Dan? Is it confidence? Because that's what I, as his friend, feel. Um, would you agree there?
6: Yeah. Um, so just a little backstory on how that came about. Um, so I'm friends with Lucas Myrtle. Yeah. Um, he's not my agent, but he he works with my agent. So we made, became friends a couple years mm-hmm. ago. He started picking my brain on the mental side of sport. Yeah. Um, and he's like, man, you've got a lot of really interesting perspectives and thoughts when I think the time is right and I think there's a rider that you'll pair well with to help Mm -hmm. would you be willing to help somebody out and I said absolutely like Mm -hmm. it's fun for me I've helped other BMX racers before but never anybody in another sport Um, so yeah he introduced me to Christian and obviously not every rider coach rider mental coach is going to fit you want to make sure that the personalities gel Mm -hmm. so we met we talked I asked him some questions he asked me some questions and we decided it was something we wanted to move forward with Mm -hmm. and um you know, so far, it, everything went, went great. He was, he was making some huge improvements. He went to Geneva, and, you know, the media was pretty quiet on He almost won. Yeah. He, he rode a, a fantastic there. Yeah. Um, and things seemed to be clicking along and, and moving in the right direction. Obviously, he had a bit of the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming in a little bit behind right now, physically at least. But mentally, to be honest, I mean, compared to the day that I met him, he almost seems like a different person good confidence wise belief wise just having the skills and the abilities to deal with whatever comes up um i think a lot of the times he and a lot of people here when things aren't perfect when a wrench gets thrown they don't know how to react and in my opinion the best of the best are the people who can react regardless of the situation they don't need everything to be perfect Mm -hmm. it's nice when things are but it isn't always going to be that way you got to be able to react so i'm excited to see how he does um I'm a little bit nervous, it's a different perspective. Usually I'm the one racing, but yeah. uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes.
1: Yeah, so how often do you guys talk? I mean, you obviously don't live in California, right? Because I think you're going to the aer- airport.
6: I live in Vegas, so okay. just down the road. Okay. Um, but okay. we talk We talk at least two, three times a week on FaceTime. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just kind of depends if something comes up. You know, I, I want him to be honest. If, if he's feeling a certain way and he needs to get something off his chest, if he's stressed or whatever, call me. Mm-hmm. Um, if things are good, you also need to make sure you're talking when things are good because something that happens, I think, a lot of times is when things go good, everyone's like, oh, I got this, I don't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm good. Yeah. But uh, you got to say, you know, keep the, the communication ball rolling, I guess you would say, even when things are going good to mm-hmm. make sure that you're ready if things do come up. So, yeah, we, we talk intermittently, and um, he wanted me to come to the first race of the year, and so I'm here and helping him out. Nice.
1: So is this something, uh, is it just people have found that you have a mental strength or have you studied this, or is it just a, a natural ability of yours to motivate people? Uh,
6: a little bit of both, I think. Um, you know, obviously being a, in an individual sport, yeah. w- which is probably the single most similar sport to motocross that you could find. Yeah. Um, I think that helps in having the perspective. So BMX is one lap. It's a 40 second race instead of yeah. a 30 minute race. So we have zero margin for error. You have to be perfect. <laughs> and so I'll argue anyone in here, that that says that you can't nail a perfect start every time i'll argue that because yeah. we do because yeah. we have to yeah um so mentally you know for example i think starts are 100 percent mental mm-hmm. you know you, there's no reason why you can't execute other than you're nervous you're panicking, you're worried about what's going on around mm-hmm. you, who's next to you, etc. Um, so just through my own stuff, um, I've worked with multiple sports psychologists throughout my career. One thing that's really different from the Olympics compared to here, here I think it's almost taboo to have a mental coach. People don't want to talk about it. They don't want to admit yeah. the weakness. In the Olympic sport, when you're like 15, they say, here's a sports psych, you're going to start working with them. Okay. And they start developing it from a young age and they encourage it from a young age. Yeah. So I've done done that for a long time. I've read books, yeah. studied up, just tried to be the best that I could be. Um, as well as I think a lot of it comes from just having the ability to, get, to communicate well with people and get through to them. Because a lot of people have the information, but they don't get it through to the people yeah. they need to get it through to. So a little bit of everything.
1: So there's a lot more to it than patting him on the back. You can win, dude. You can win.
6: There's a hundred people here to pat him on the back. <laughs> everybody everybody here is patting him on the back. Yeah. My, my job is to make sure he's He's prepared when he gets on the starting line that regardless of what gets thrown at him, yeah. he, mentally he knows how to deal with it. I'll never tell him how to jump an 80-foot triple because I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to tell him how to blitz the whoops because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's slacking, if he's being lazy, if he's sitting on his phone five minutes before the race, like yeah. if he's playing fantasy, yeah. I told him if I see him playing fantasy today, I'm throwing his phone out the window. I said, focus on your race, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's what it's about.
1: Okay, what is the goal uh, with you guys, what are you attempting to accomplish today considering he's got one day on the bike and hand pain?
6: Yeah, um, so the easy answer for that would be a result goal, right? Top 10, top five. But at the end of the day, my goal for him is at the end of the day he can look himself in the mirror and say, I did everything I could. I rode my best due to the circumstance and I didn't leave anything out there. And if he can do that, regardless of if that's fourth, fifth, or 10th, I think he'll be happy. Yeah, you know. So I don't want to put it in a box and say we're going for top five or over top ten. Yeah. If he does it, he might win. Yeah. If he, if all he's got in him is tenth, but he that's it that he did everything he could, then I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'll measure success based on if he says I couldn't have done any better. That's the goal.
1: Man, I'm feeling all motivated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, hey, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for your time.
6: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: In the main. Christian ran as high as 7th, but after jamming his thumb, he was forced to slow down in excruciating pain. After taking a slow lap, he tried to pick up the pace again, but eventually pulled off and returned to the pits. Angry and frustrated, he changed quickly and left the stadium without speaking to anyone.
1: All right, through the, uh, through the magic of uh, technology, this conclusion is actually being uh, recorded on a rainy Thursday in Corona. <laughs> Christian and I just got together at uh, our favorite breakfast spot, Cowboy Surfer Grill. And uh, yeah, we didn't get to finish it because uh, things didn't go as planned and you were pretty upset <laughs> and you bounced.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, to not finish is one thing, but the way just that my my thumb didn't hold up was beyond frustrating and I, I almost felt like embarrassed and frustrated and mad like all these emotions piled up at once right when i when i was forced to pull off like i uh i knew it was gonna hurt my thumb and i knew it was gonna be tough to finish 15 minutes but uh, when i was running seventh and and right there like with all these these guys and then for it to just not be able to hold up and i just had to slow down and give myself a lap to let it like I don't know, just let my thumb kind of calm down, and then I was like, all right, let's give it another shot. And I went another couple of laps, and I'm like, this just isn't working. And I looked up at the clock. There were still, like, six minutes left, and I'm like, I-, I don't, like, six minutes, that's nothing but my thumb, it's I can't hang on anymore. Yeah, like, any jump was just killing me, and I was just rolling around. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I got to pull off. Um, and I uh, got back to the, to the pits, and it was just, like, everything hit me at once. Just mm-hmm. frustration with, with this whole thumb thing. Like, I've had so many bad broken bones and way worse than this. And this thing has just been hindering nonstop, and it, it just won't fully heal. Um, it's been, like, <clears throat> eight weeks, which is what the doctor said. And um, to not be able to, like, finish and not have the strength in it yet is is frustrating. So, um, yeah, I got back, got out of my gear as fast as I could and just just got out of there um Mm -hmm. I needed to go um back to the house and just kind of sit there and and think about it but um now looking back after talking to some people yeah like I was mad but I should have been proud also from um only having one day on the bike and having the pens removed two weeks before that Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of people are like that's pretty badass what you did um you know
1: when I was watching the race in the stands uh, I, I saw those pauses that you're talking yeah. about. You know, you're hauling ass, and then I just saw you like check up, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna pull off." And I, I, got up, and I started like, "Yeah, excuse me, excuse me," walking over people in my row, and I looked, and then you're pinning it again. So I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, okay," but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, was there a, a certain instance like, did you jam it once and then it started really hurting, or is just the time wore on it?
2: yeah there was one instance I I came up short on a rhythm section it was nose first and I mean those always don't feel good but with my situation it really jarred it and that's when I took a lap after that and I'm like calm down it's gonna be okay like just just breathe and then obviously I went from like seventh to 17th in one lap because I couldn't even hang on and then um, I kind of got mad at myself for kind of given up so I'm like let's let's try it again let's try Mm -hmm. to go out there and and finish it off and so I just took it lap by lap and it just slowly got worse after that so um I mean who knows if I didn't come up short on a rhythm section if I could have finished but either way it was it was painful from lap one
1: yeah the the thing is is it was more than pain it was actually dangerous right because it hurt to hold yeah. on, but your hand would also give out. And Exactly. Fuck, what if your hand came off and you ate shit and got hurt worse?
2: Yeah, and in the first time qualifying, I, one of the sections, my hand started, like, I felt it slip off the bar. And I'm like, if my hand came off the bar in that time, like, I would be laid out, you know, going to the hospital from a different injury. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, like, woke me up. And I'm like, all right, I guess got to be really cautious and hang on tighter. And then we tried a, a different <coughs> grip. Like, we changed grips in between practices to try something. I had um, the guys at Shift custom make me gloves to add more padding around my thumb and see mm-hmm. if that helps. Like, I did everything and anything to try to make this thing work. And so that was another reason is, like, to not see it happen and not be able to, like, get through the night. Um, just added up all my emotion.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, because I pinned it back to your pit to try to finish yeah. this, this up with you on. And- yeah, it was obviously you're like I mean you were you look pissed but you also just look like devastated yeah and you just said to me I'm so over injuries <laughs> and then you like pew, disappeared yeah
2: yeah and I, I mean it, it was heat of the moment and like I took it out on some other people too like my wife was been there for me the whole time and was supportive and then I was kind of pissy with her and that pissed her off too and so looking back like I should have dealt with it a different way but Um, when you're in that moment and just so mad at stuff or whatever at yourself that and nothing like you're literally just tunnel vision. You just want to leave from wherever that place is and, and get to somewhere alone and just kind of like collect your thoughts. So, um, looking back, like there was you, Dr. G, like my mechanic and my wife and, and Connor. And I was just so mad. Like I didn't even like think of them. I just walked and just kept going and, and. I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing, but um i w- it was that's how pissed I was, literally yeah. just to not be able to finish,
1: so I saw some uh I saw some social media from Paige, your wife, and she was saying like uh, oh, you wouldn't talk shit if you knew or whatever, but like were there actually people like talking shit on social media?
2: I'm not sure, like I kind of stayed off of it for yeah. a little bit, but I mean, maybe there was. There was probably people on like Vital or something. um, You know, just saying how I need to give up. I have too many injuries. Like I'm always on the sidelines. Which, I mean, it's kind of true. Like I've been hurt more than than a lot of people, and it's frustrating because the way I ride, I feel like I'm never like pushing over my limits. So um, it's just stupid little mistakes that uh, I wind up in the hospital with. So um, yeah, I mean page tries to fight off those keyboard warriors but um they're always going to be there you're going to have haters and and that's just part of the sport and part of any sport everyone kind of has those people that just are jealous of you Mm -hmm. and that's what i've learned is that it's mostly jealousy um it's not like they don't like you they're just jealous of you and how you're on a factory team or or you're getting to race dirt bikes for a living so yeah um i mean i I just kind of forget about that stuff
1: i think uh I think people that have listened to this podcast will understand what you're going through through the day. I mean, that was yeah. kind of one of the unique things about this format is, you know, thinking back to what we talked about. I yeah. know every time we talked, we talked about the thumb and, yeah. and how it felt and what you're trying to do to yeah. compensate for it.
2: And you could probably, like, tell in my, in my voice, too, like, by that last practice, I was pretty defeated. Yeah. Um, like, if you looked at me, you probably wouldn't be able to tell, but the way I was talking and you'll probably be able to hear on this podcast is that from practice one, like I was pretty optimistic and, and pumped to be there. And then by the last practice, like I was defeated mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, not because of like my speed or anything or how I qualified. It was how I felt and how kind of mad at my, my, my body wasn't like performing, you know? So, Mm uh, yeah, this is going to be cool to, for people to see. And, and, uh, I mean, hopefully I have some better, podcasts in the future and <laughs> stories to tell
1: yeah it, it's funny how like some guys just have bad luck and, and get injured quite a bit you know and it's in the crazy thing in your instance is you're like one of the smoothest riders yeah. you can see and when you do fall you get hurt but then yeah. you got guys that just throw it away spectacularly and they don't and really they, get, they get up
2: and then they move on but I mean, the sport's dangerous, so, <clears throat> I mean, everyone deals with injuries, so it's just uh, trying to come back and, like, learn from what I did wrong and and try to, like, better myself, get stronger, and, and make myself more, you know, like, if I do have these falls, I'm going to be strong enough to be fine and mm-hmm. get up. So <clears throat> it's it's a lot of stuff that, that piles up, um, trying to prevent injuries and all that stuff.
1: Mm. So you spent a couple days... In, in minneapolis with your family to just kind of regroup yeah and relax like what what were some like what were some of the things that say jeff my said to you to encourage you and keep you up
2: um like one of the things was like you know be proud like see where you were a couple weeks ago to where you are now and and uh it's gonna be okay literally like I'm going to be okay in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to have another shot at winning. So um, the championship is out of the out of the picture, but there's plenty of more chances to, to get some race wins, and I only have one, so um, I need to start adding on that list. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was on the Pulp Show on Monday after Minneapolis, and, of course, Matt, this is all, oh, what happened to your son? What happened <laughs> to your son, Christian? And I'm like, dude, if you knew how much pain he was in all day, yeah he'd be, he'd be impressed that he was out there at all. So.
2: <clears throat> yeah. And I kind of hid it from a lot of the media. Um, I think just talking about it, like makes it worse also. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you got, you knew, um, just cause you were right there every time I got off the track. So it's hard to hide it, but, um, I mean, yeah, it was just so frustrating and I would like to forget about it, but, um, it's, it's hard to, it's hasn't, it's, five days now and i can still remember it and um i mean all i can do is try to better myself but take some time off and and let this he- this thumb heal right and uh strengthen it the right way and do some rehab and then come back when i'm ready
1: yeah so yeah that was my next question is i'm assuming you're gonna take some time off to heal and not go out there because i the the aggravating it in minneapolis probably delayed the complete healing exactly a little bit so. yeah Better to heal up and come back 100%. Yeah,
2: and that was kind of plan B. Like, plan A was uh, try to be at every race and do a little bit more improving. And then uh, once that kind of went out the window, it's now let it heal the right way and uh, ride when I feel when it's ready. So um, it could be one, two weeks, three weeks, but um, I'm just taking it day by day now. It's It's kind of like I could wake up tomorrow and it could feel better, so. Um, it's still sore from from minneapolis mm-hmm. actually so i did a number on it but um i could have strengthened it at the same time so <laughs> we'll see how this plays out but um i mean i'm still excited to just go race and, and line up so we'll see
4: cool
1: well if it would ever stop raining in <laughs> southern california maybe we could go on some bicycle rides or something but
2: yeah that was the plan <laughs> and uh this rain came in right when i came back from minneapolis so got a couple days of this
1: all right man thank you for uh uh, letting me shadow you and uh, document your day, and thanks for catching up to uh, to wrap this sucker up.
8: Yep, thank you guys. All right, get well soon. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to the Swap Motor Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad Don Mera. Thanks for listening.